the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question, veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 930 AM The Answer. And later we'll be on podcasts everywhere and talklawradio.com. Also, remember to check us out on YouTube. You can find our shorter videos there to learn in shorter amounts of time. And you can subscribe and click on the little bell so that you'll get notified every time a new video is posted. The State Bar of Texas is the state agency that governs attorney law licenses, and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law. But because legal information must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and because laws are ever-changing, Material discussed in this program is meant for general informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information you learn today should be relied upon only when coordinated with your individual professional advice. Marquardt Law Firm is sponsoring our show today, and attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. Also, new businesses and old businesses which might have issues with corporations, contracts, LLCs, family-limited partnerships, and we can represent those who are facing problems from lack of planning, like in county court, district court, or probate court. Before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day and for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to talk about the law on the radio. Please forgive us for our sins, for our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing and failing to do your will. Please help Larry Cruz, Angela Barker, and me, good good information about home care during the holidays today. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Now it's time to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. And today, we're going to be talking about home care, so if you have questions about home care, you can call us at 210-308-8867, or you can post a comment in the Facebook Live feed, and we'll see your comments there and answer your question live on the air. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about home care with uh, Larry Cruz, who's with Maxim. Healthcare Services, mm-hmm. and Angela Barker, who you might remember from a couple episodes ago, is a legal consultant nurse, and she'll be talking a little bit about that and her experience with home care. So, Larry, uh, you're the focus of our show today, so Great. I want to find out a little bit about you. Uh, where are you from? Uh, I'm originally from South Texas. Um, Los Fresnos, Texas, a little small town. Many people might not know about it, but it's on the way to South Padre Island. 
Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Is, are you from the same town? Yes. Well, not the same town, but we're from the we're <coughs> from the valley. So we call South Texas the the Rio Grande Valley. Right. We refer to it as that, and so yes, we're both from the valley. Yeah. So well, you know, the Rio Grande goes through New Mexico. Mm-hmm. It does. And uh, that's where we would go uh, to hang out. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Was the river, and uh, a friend of mine even had his boat stolen off of the river. He oh, shouldn't wow. have left it. But it wasn't even his boat. Actually, it belonged to the school. Mm -hmm. He checked it out, you know, from the university. And so, uh, anyway, fun fun times. Yeah. Well, you you didn't really hang out in the river where we were from. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) We went to South Padre Island. Okay. It's uh, it's really nice. Uh, So, Angela, you had the famous guy from your town. Yes, uh, famous for the older crowd. Freddie. Um, Freddie Fender. Fender. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anybody famous from your town, Larry? Uh, from Los Fresnos, the judge? Uh, <laughs> probably not. Okay. Not that I can think of. No. Okay. Yeah. So tell us how you got to San Antonio. Um, really, I got to San Antonio just because um, college, you know, I, I lived in the valley all my life and, you know, um, I had some an uncle who uh, lived in Central Texas in Austin. Would not come out here and visit. You know, just loved the area. Um, driving through San Antonio, you know, my, my college took me to San Antonio, so I went to um, college at Incarnate Word. Okay. So I was there for for five years. Um, you know, graduated. I ran track there. Played football there. Oh, awesome. Um, you know, walk on, no scholarship or anything like that, but it was a. Uh, fortunate enough and, and blessed enough to get that opportunity to do those two things um, after after high school. And um, yeah, um, you know, when I graduated, you know, kind of luck played a part in it. Um, an ex-track um, teammate who worked with Maxim reached out to my coach and asked him if, um, you know, he had any seniors graduating that were looking for a position with Maximum Healthcare as a recruiter. And so I called, you know, I called up um, a gentleman who was the manager at the time for the office and got the interview and took a month off of college, of, um, you know, after college, took a month off and then started working with Maxim ever since. Wow. So, how my first lucky job. is that? Yeah. Been there 12 years now. They they found you. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, it was great. Uh, and what what was interesting to you about the company or the position? You know, um, reading about the company, about what we do, and, you know, I think over time, I think it it's changed. At first, it was like, you know, brand new student, uh, just trying to get my career going. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what reading about it and obviously trying to, figure out what I wanted to do, the thought, the thought of, uh, I had no idea that this line of business was something that was, was offered, you know, helping people get connected to nursing services in the home, keeping them out of the hospital and keep, you know, essentially providing a quality of life to them. So the being able to, to get the nursing staff to be able to allow these patients to get that care at home mm-hmm. really stuck with me. And then being able to see that over the years, just, you know, the impact that we have has been really great to see. Awesome. Mm-hmm. So, Angela, you used to work with Larry. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> tell, tell us about that uh, dynamic. When were you there and, and how did you interact with each other? So when he started, um, I was the clinical – well. Now it's the clinical manager position. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a different title then. But um, so it was, you know, he was brand new out of, out of college. So mainly just uh, teaching him like the medical terminology, because a lot of times recruiters, a lot of them don't have healthcare experience before. Mm-hmm. Like we'd get them like straight out of school. So mm-hmm. uh, I was mainly just getting him used to the terminology, dealing with, um, you know, the different diagnoses, trying to understand it. And getting him to develop that relationship with the patients um, as well as the families. So going out to meet the patients because a lot of times uh, with recruiters, uh, they were stuck in the office just trying to staff cases. And so, like, you see that person's name on a board, but when you actually meet them... Uh, in person, then it's it's you got kind of like more skin in the in the game, I guess. Right. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, man, I already met like little Johnny, and um, you know, if I don't send him a nurse, you know, I already know kind of like right. what's going to happen. So, 
I felt like it was, uh, and you build that stronger bond and the family, that trust as well. So mm-hmm. um, I think that was a big goal for us is just to get that more of that exposure uh, to the healthcare, um, you know, aspect of it and uh, also the the human aspect of it. You know, mm-hmm. that's not just a name on a board. It's uh, you oh, know yeah. somebody that's depending on you to provide them with a qualified nurse. Um and obviously it wasn't their job to qualify them, but it was their job to make sure that they had done everything that they needed to before they were sent out. So yeah, exactly. Okay, we gotta take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking more about uh, the health care and the law and home care. And also I wanted to find that word recruiter. Um, because uh, I I think it could be confusing for some of the listeners out there. And then we're also going to talk about Movember, growing a mustache during the month of November. (laughs) I forgot to apologize for my appearance. Got a face for radio today. I guess we'll leave uh, the beauty to Angela. (laughs) Okay, we'll be right back. Have you been wanting to learn about a will or a trust but haven't gotten around to it? Now is the perfect time to learn about this vital information. The attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. We educate our children so that they're prepared for the future. Call Marquardt Law Firm at 210-530-4278 to show your family that you are prepared for the future. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt, talking about home care and the holidays, since the holidays are coming up. And I wanted to mention that uh, it's November, and this year, for the first time ever, I'm participating in No Shave November. Uh, There's an organization called Movember, which is a foundation that uh, provides, well, let me just look it up here, an annual event looking to grow... Uh, Growing mustaches during the month of November to raise awareness for men's health issues such as prostate cancer, testicular cancer, and men's suicide. The Movember Foundation runs the Movember charity event housed at Movember.com. There's an app. So I have a team, and uh, on, on the app I said, um, donate to Movember, and it'll encourage me to grow my goatee back. It's been 20 years since my chin saw the light, <laughs> and so I'm, I'm not going to shave until it comes back. Everybody's just going to have to suffer. But um, our records custodian, I was encouraging him to grow his mustache out, and he said, what does this organization even do? And I said, wow, William, that's a great idea. I was so excited about gr- having a mustache mm. and uh, having this app that I didn't even look. <laughs> <laughs> so they provide grants to uh, organizations like the Prevention Institute, which is to provide funding for mental health services and programs. Um, US, UCSF, Department of Urology, to provide funding for prostate cancer research. <laughs> University of South Florida to provide funding for the for making connections for mental health programs. University of Washington to provide funding for prostate cancer research. John's John Hopkins School of Medicine to provide funding for prostate cancer research and research initiatives. So there's more, and these are actually from 2019. I just uh, went to the IRS website and pulled their tax return. Uh, That's all public for charities. Mm -hmm. So um, William is better informed now. I hope on Monday I get to see his mustache. (laughs) Very cool. Larry, you had a funny story about mustaches recently. Or lack thereof. Um, Yeah, I mean, I try to grow a mustache, but I don't really have that much facial hair, so it doesn't come in very, very thick. So um, I think the most my 
I guess, facial hair has grown is when I was on paternity leave about six weeks ago, and I didn't shave for like, uh, I guess, five five weeks. Oh, yeah. And then so I finally shaved just to try to keep a mustache, and it just didn't didn't look right. And uh, we had a work event yesterday. Um, we were, had a theme of mustache theme. So, you mm-hmm. know, everyone had the fake mustaches and we yeah. took a, we took a photo, had my mustache, you know, what I thought rocking. And, uh, we took the photo, one of a group one far away and then a selfie photo. And you can see on the selfie photo, but when you look at the group one, I'm trying to like, you know, stroke my mustache, <laughs> but nothing is there. Mm-hmm. So um, they had to Photoshop one of the fake mustaches onto my <laughs> face so it can look like I got a mustache. Yeah. So sounds like a fun place to work. Is that part of uh, Maxim Healthcare Services culture? Yeah, definitely. I mean, over the years, we've, you know, I think we've recruited the same type of personality, same type of um, culture throughout maximum it's always been important but i think you know within our area within just the company recently over the years i mean that's been very important to you know keep things lively and we want people to enjoy where they work you know happy happy employees happy work environment also gives happy services too great services so you know all that kind of runs together how long have you been there uh, 12 years. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Longevity. Yeah. You know, it's really the only job I've had after college. So yeah. It's been great. So, Angela, do you have any funny stories about Maxim Healthcare Services uh, culture? Um, I think, oh, I, I would say um, for Halloween one year, um, I was surprised because the uh, recruiters decided to dress up like other people in the office. Oh, that's fine. So, uh, <laughs> so one of the recruiters tried to dress up like me, um, but she doesn't have uh, as much volume as I yeah. have in my hair. So she she had to do like a sock in her hair <laughs> to make her hair um, like big. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, it was it was uh, it was funny and also uh, I guess you could say uh, I was uh, what's the word I'm looking for humbled by that. Yes, that she would want to be uh, like dressed like me. So yeah, that was a cool. that was a fun day for sure. Yeah, let's define that word recruiter. Oof, that's a because like I, when I hear recruiter, I'm thinking of uh, like the football team trying to recruit a new running back. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I mean, the recruiter is kind of the um, jack of all trades. I mean, yes, we are recruiters, and that is our our main priority as a recruiter to is recruit, to recruit who? nurses. Okay, so we're recruiting RNs, LVNs, and home health aides, CNAs to um, work with our patients. Um, so we're, we're, you know, for our current patients and then any new patients coming in, you know, we need to make sure we have the staff available to, um, you know, bring them home from the hospital or mm-hmm. wherever they're discharging from um, to bring them home safely. So, and are you recruiting right now? Um, yeah, I mean, we got job boards, job postings up that, you know, people probably over the weekends are applying to. And then when our recruiters come back into the office on Monday, um, they, um, you know, follow up on those, you know, applications and, you know, they recruit daily, um, to, to find those nurses. So if somebody's out there, a nurse, CNA, LVN looking right now, Mm -hmm. where can they go? Um, they would just call our office number, um, 210-341-3800, and those nurses will more than likely get our on-call coordinator, and she will, you know, take down their name, number, and, you know, email the, the office to let them know, hey, follow up with this lady. Um, they can also go to um, MaximumHealthCare.com and, you know, look at the San Antonio office for um, um, application. Okay, so this is a nat- nationwide company. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Angela, you mentioned that yes. a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Tell us about the the national presence that you remember. Um, I think it's just having so many resources. So there's um, a lot of training that we would go through. So uh, as far as leadership training, diversity and inclusion, um, manager training, um, just on ways that we could better communicate with our staff, uh, culture, um, 
I know there was a you know client engagement as well, so a lot of different uh, resources. And then if we had issues, um, we we had a, um, a lot of people that we could reach out to. So not only our um, leadership, but also we had an HR department, a legal department um, that we could reach out to. So mm-hmm. it's it's definitely a lot of resources just to make sure that whenever we would make a decision, that it was the right decision, mm-hmm. and that yeah. we were following like all the regulations and such, just to make sure at the end of the day, that our patient was safe and well taken care of and mm-hmm. our staff was backed up as well. Mm-hmm. And I would say the footprint's been really great too, being a national company, um, having, um, you know, have over about 200 offices nationwide from east coast to west coast and over 42 different states. So, you know, we got, a, you know, a lot of footprint and, and part of that really helps for our um active duty service members mm-hmm. and their dependents because we're in different places. If they're with us, they can, we can help them transfer to another oh, office. Okay. So that's been really great too. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask you uh, what type of care services you provide. And, and I noticed from the website, the military and federal workers uh, were on that list. Tell mm-hmm. us more about that program or that service. Sure. So, you know, essentially, Anyone can get um, uh, private duty nursing, of course, if they have the um, you know the insurance plan and, and the right um, benefits to provide those services you know, to them. Um, when it comes to our active duty service members, they do have benefits within their their plan for the dependents or for them themselves if they're injured or you know, uh, if they're injured or um, you know. Um, their dependents, of course, are medically complex, um, generally through Tricare Echo, and they can get anywhere between 40 hours a week up to um, 84, sometimes 112 hours of nursing care uh, for those 18 and under dependents. What are some of the medical conditions that you see? Um, you know, we see a variety. Um, TBIs, uh, traumatic brain injuries, um, uh, MS, cerebral palsy, um, you know, and a lot of those kind of lead to ALS. ALS yes. is a huge one for, especially for our veterans. You know, there's definitely been some studies where uh, veterans, active duty service members, do, there is a service connection uh, mm-hmm. within ALS. So we do have a huge population, especially in Central Texas right now, uh, where we're providing services to veterans who are, have ALS and have chosen to go that route of, you know, being dependent on a trach or a ventilator. Mm-hmm. So our nurses manage the trach and the ventilator medication and all those things in the home. So that's a, a lot of work to manage a, a ventilator and a trach. What, mm-hmm. Angela, do you know what the specific tasks would be? And why that's so important to have a a medical professional doing it? Yes. Um, So with these patients, you know, with them having a trach, um, they're they're dependent on that for their airway. So um, you need somebody that's going to be skilled to be able to suction them, know how to suction, know how to change out the trach in the event of an emergency, Um, as well as for the ventilator. They need to have that training um, that um, they'll be able to troubleshoot if the ventilator alarms. Um, They can look at the alarm and determine uh, what's the next steps. And with Maxim, they did partner with Johns Hopkins School of Nursing uh, to create a program uh, to a training program for ventilators. So the nurses have to go through that program first. Um, and with that program, it gives them scenario questions mm-hmm. so that they can figure out, okay, if this scenario happens, what would you do? Um, because it's one thing to do the skills on a mannequin that's, you know, not breathing, right. not, deter- not depending on you to, to mm-hmm. save their life. But it's another thing when you're in that situation, the alarms are going off and you're trying to figure out, okay, what do I do? Because this patient's depending on me mm-hmm. to provide the care. Um, and so Maxim does a really good job at doing the training um, before they even go out to the home. Um, the competency assessment, too, to make sure that they know. Uh, they'll give them scenario questions um, to make sure that they um, – give the correct answers and so that they can troubleshoot um, even before they even go to the patient. Mm -hmm. Okay. And you mentioned kids, pediatric. What do those services look like? You know, um, 
essentially almost the same as the adults. You know, we still offer them private duty nursing services. A lot of the times, um, some of the kiddos will come home from the NICU. You know, that maybe they were born prematurely. You know, G-tube trait vent dependent, and for some, you know, they can have cerebral palsy. They can have some type of medical complexity that you know we don't haven't even heard of um for many different reasons um but for some reason you know they're gonna be dependent uh long term on a trach on a vent or on a on a feeding tube um and you know they can't stay in the home forever or the hospital forever rather and you don't want them to because you know they have uh risks of exposure to infections and or in a nursing home same thing you know um you know infection diseases um and bringing being able to bring them back home with their family and the loved ones just offers a better quality of life all around it doesn't you know comes with its challenges for sure you know for the for the primary caregiver for their loved one um but i think you know when it comes to weighing some you know everyone's different when it comes to weighing the options of home versus somewhere else a lot of people choose home. Oh, yeah. Home is where the heart is. Yeah, yep. and there's um, <laughs> a specialized uh, competency for pediatrics. So it has a lot more questions um, just to make sure that the nurse, uh, because with pediatrics they have uh, adults can uh, are a little bit more stable than pediatrics. Um, so just making sure that that nurse uh, is able to to answer all those questions and be comfortable with the pediatric patient because with the trach, they have to be quick to, to change oh, it out. Yeah. So. Okay, we got to take a break. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt. You may have noticed if you're watching on Facebook Live or if you're watching on YouTube later that I'm sporting the mustache today. And uh, I'm not going to shave until I look normal again with my goatee. So my mustache is getting pretty long, and I might be able to uh, shape it like a like a real Texas Yosemite Sam <laughs> one go. time soon. Nice. Um, so we've been talking about home care with uh, Larry Cruz and Angela Barker. And before we get back into that, I wanted to ask you guys about the time change, which is going to happen 2 a.m. Eastern Time this Sunday. We're going to fall back. How does that make you feel, Larry? Oh, <laughs> uh, to me, I, I I don't like it. You know, I don't like the fact of waking up and it go, going to work when it's dark, and then arriving home when it's dark as well. Right. You know, it, it just you know, with me mentally, it kind of messes with the. That state there, and I'm just, yeah, I don't like it. Not a fan. I yeah, love the sunlight. It, it does certainly change things. And there's been some studies done on the chronobiological effect of uh, the time change. Mm-hmm. And those scientists are way smarter than me, so I won't try and quote their report. Just know that there's studies out there. Mm-hmm. Angela, how does it make you feel? So I'm not a fan either um, because it takes me at least a week uh, just to adjust to it. And a lot of times I'll have to take Benadryl uh, so I can fall asleep. Go to uh, sleep earlier. Yep, just to get me, like, try to get me back in the rhythm. So it definitely throws me off. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I have a friend that does the uh, essential oils. Mm -hmm. She says lavender Mm -hmm. is good Mm -hmm. to help you fall asleep. It's a it's a calming. It <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's move on from daylight savings and go back to home care. Um, part of what you do is private duty nursing. Correct. What exactly does that mean? Sure. Um, so private duty nursing is essentially long term skilled hourly care in the home. So essentially, that's an LVN and RN um, <clears throat> needed to care for a patient who is generally. G tube trait vent dependent. So to care for those three items, you know that's a skilled um, that's a skilled need. So a home health aide or a CNA who doesn't have that training, doesn't have that license, can't perform that care. Angela, so you're a nurse. Yes. You kind of know what that training is and, and what those skills are. Can you tell us more? 
Uh, yes, and there's also at times where um, patients have urinary catheter uh, catheterization, so could be every three hours. So there's other skills as well, just um, included in uh, to where it's counted as skilled, but definitely um, they do have to have some skilled need. Uh, what um, medic Medicaid or like different insurances look at is, you know, what is a nurse doing while they're there? Why am I paying Mm -hmm. the nurse to be there? Right. And so the nurse, so we have to show that the skill is um, requiring a nurse uh, to perform Mm -hmm. that. So uh, for the feedings, you know, they have to have at least uh, three feedings, I believe was uh, the guideline before in case, uh, and during the shift. For a feeding tube? Yeah, via the feeding tube, yes. um, So... Uh, during the shift of the the nurse, um, there's certain requirements uh, that that the insurance. It just depends on the insurance provider. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes those requirements change, uh, but yeah, they look at what is a nurse doing while they're there, like suctioning. Uh, so mm-hmm. if they're dealing with a trach patient, how many times is a nurse suctioning the patient uh, during the day? Um, are they doing? Are they documenting um, the trach care, uh, the G tube care, um, things of that nature? Um, so it, it all comes down also to the nurse's documentation. So right. are they documenting the care that they're providing uh, because the insurance company will look at that. Um, and see. you're good at that. And in your new role as yes. legal nurse consultant, that's mm-hmm. what you're mainly looking at. Yes, exactly. So nurses out there, make sure you document. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you mentioned skilled. What are some unskilled services that Maxim provides? Sure. Um, so some unskilled services we provide um, are companion care, um, um, personal care attendant services, and essentially they are doing what is called uh, assisted daily living activities. So these are um, patients who aren't able to maybe bathe themselves or need assistance bathing, you know, um, dressing, transferring, um, light meal preparation, and some housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, so those are generally the things that, you know, uh, we, we do uh, when it comes to unskilled. We've done it for active duty service members who have injured. Um, you know, they might need some supervision um, or they may need some assistance with those things that I had said. Or we've done it for, um, you know, um, really any, any adult, really, uh, up to seniors who, um, you know, just – need that extra support in the home generally there's a spouse uh, a son or daughter um who you know wants to make sure that their loved one is taken care of mm-hmm. so they reach out to us to be that extra support and sometimes they can be a minimum of four hours a day all the way up to 24 7 care mm-hmm. angela what was your experience working at <clears throat> maxim uh when it comes to the holidays in home care um, so with the holidays, um, it was definitely a little bit more chill. Um, so a lot of families, um, some families want to go uh, take some time off and spend time with their families, uh, maybe out of state or out of the city. Um, and also, or sometimes they will need that extra assistance and they have a caregiver or nurse that's been with them for a long time. Um, so they're kind of like family. So it helps them uh, to be able to focus on the holidays and be able mm-hmm. to celebrate the holidays because they have that assistance um, with the care of their loved one mm-hmm. uh, during that time. Yeah. Yeah, it's a weird thing for sure because you can have that that calmness, you know, in the office where it's not too crazy, and then you know the the at least maybe that week of because everything's been settled, you know, the mm-hmm. people already know the schedules. If there are going to be open shifts, the families are already aware of it because the nurse, you know, a week or two weeks before said, "Hey, I can't work" because not only the families have their own things, but the mm-hmm. the nursing staff have their own, and they're human beings, right? So mm-hmm. they have their own families that they may not want to work. Um, so it can be stressful whenever there's a call out for shifts that need to be provided because the family does need that care. But yet, you know, now you're trying to get nurses to work on Christmas Eve or on Christmas mm-hmm. Day. And then that adds an extra stress to the recruiters who, you know, don't wear many hats. They don't just recruit. They also manage the scheduling. So they're trying to make those phone calls and make sure that that family gets coverage. Are you looking for nurses that might be interested to uh – 
be considered for those uh, times? For sure, yeah. I mean, the we're holidays always need, are coming up. We always need PRA nurses, uh, for sure, um, to, to be back up. Um, even strictly PRA nurses. So, like, maybe they don't get a permanent position, but they give us availability, you know, weekly, monthly. You know, we can make sure we can put them in because there's always open shifts. And, so and PRN means as needed. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah, <laughs> as needed. Yes. Uh, you know, and that's a very important pool for us uh, because, you know, there's call-outs all the time. So what's your number? 210-341-3800. That's the office number. Okay. If you're looking for a PRN position and you're a nurse or a LVN or a CNA, they can call. Mm-hmm. And, and if you're interested in working the holidays for, for certain because uh, those emergencies could come up, mm-hmm. like if somebody's being discharged from the hospital on a holiday, they need somewhere to go. Yes. Yeah, that's true. They definitely do need somewhere to go. And usually we get, you know, there's a a lead time for us to be able to mm-hmm. get them because it is when it's complex services like that, it, it doesn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. Um, so it does take a bit for us to get the authorization, check the or check the benefits and eligibility for the patient, um, get the authorization, the doctor orders needed um, to be able to provide mm-hmm. services in the home, you know, submitting for those authorizations. And then once we get it, then, you know, we do all that prior to discharge to make sure when discharge happens, we have staff and nursing able to start that day or the day after. That, that makes me think about um, besides having the nursing degree and the certification, what other things do you do to ensure that these are good quality health care workers? Um, background checks. I mean, that's definitely important for sure. Um, so our recruiters, you know, get their demographics, kind of get what they're looking for, what they want to do. <clears throat> um, we do a, you know, behavior interviews. So, you know, if they think that they're, you know, they have a skill set, you know, and, and the recruiters can get a general idea of, they have the skill sets is usually up to the clinical interview portion where they qualify them as far as like having the necessary skills to care for our patients um, initially. But, um, you know, background checks um, against their licensures, we do state and local background checks as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then once they go through our hiring process, they go through our what Angela had kind of alluded to before was the the skilled competency, and that's where they return demonstration and go through a series of uh, revalidate their skills essentially in in our office, and or do, do more training, yeah. or do yep. And then they also do an in home <clears throat> orientation, so it gives the the client uh, and the family uh, the opportunity to meet the nurse, mm-hmm. and um, then the nurse kind of gets to see a preview of the care. And so then they can see, okay, is this going to be a good fit? Um, because they may have all the skill set, and we may have thought they were the perfect fit, but then personality-wise, they mm-hmm. weren't a match. Or maybe they just think that it might be too much care, like it might be too overwhelming for them. Maybe they need, like you were saying, more training. Um, so we need to, at that point, we can catch that before they actually, um, you know, fill the shift. Right. Reminds me of The Sopranos. Huh. You remember when Tony's mom threw the caregiver out? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that happens for sure sometimes. Yes. <laughs> well, we got to take a break. When we come back, we'll be talking about how to pay for home care. And we'll talk about our favorite segment, the legacy segment, and talk about some Thanksgiving tradition. So stay tuned. Have you been wanting to learn about a will or a trust but haven't gotten around to it? Now is the perfect time to learn about this vital information. The attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. We educate our children so that they're prepared for the future. Call Marquardt Law Firm at 210-530-4278 to show your family that you are prepared for the future. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt on 9.30 a.m. The Answer on podcasts everywhere, also Facebook Live and YouTube. So go to YouTube and click subscribe and then click the little bell so that you'll get a notification on your smartphone when we post a new video. Today we're talking about home care and the holidays with 
Larry Cruz from Maxim Healthcare Services, and Angela Barker with Legal Nurse Consulting, Covenant Legal Nurse Consulting. If you're an attorney out there and you want a competitive edge, uh, call Angela. Angela, we haven't mentioned your name, number, or contact information <laughs> enough. So how should they find you? Um, so they can feel free to email me. Um, my email is anbarker at covenantlnc.com. Um, you can also uh, call me. Uh, my cell phone number is area code 956-456-5376. Oh, that's dangerous, giving out your cell phone number. Yeah, you might get a lot of calls. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so we've been talking about home care, and we were going to get into how to pay for this. Mm -hmm. So, Larry, tell us what we need to know. The good thing is there are a variety of different options. Um, You know, you can use your insurer, um, Medicaid, for example, um, commercial insurances. um, So that's, you know, from your employer, things like that. So Um, that, like health insurance. Correct. We'll we'll pay for a private duty nurse. Correct. Um, you know, but not all plans are the same. So there may be, you know, United Healthcare, uh, Blue Cross Blue Shield. You know, they have their insurance, but at the same time, there may be um, different plans. And some plans oh, have PDN as a covered benefit, and some plans do not. So it is up to us to um, check those benefits and eligibility, yeah. and then um, and then you know let the the case manager or the social worker or the patient themselves know whether or not it is or isn't part of their plan. Angela, you mentioned a misconception about private duty nurse and private pay. Yes. Um, so a lot of times, uh, I think when we were out talking to case managers, when they would hear the term private duty nursing, they always um, associated that with private pay. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of had to, um, what, what we tried, we would change it to extended hourly care. Right. Or we tried to, uh, you know, use a different term mm-hmm. uh, for it be, mm-hmm. just to help with that. Um, but yes, uh, a lot of times uh, they'll think private duty nursing private pay so. which which can be a detriment for sure because you know for adults at least because in, because in, in the pediatric world people know there's insurances out there that will cover pdn services like they're going to get the help mm-hmm. and adults i feel like you know when they come out of the hospital they're medically complex they go to a, 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 an ltac a lo- um, or they'll go to like a skilled nursing facility or they go to a nursing home not knowing that private duty nursing or long-term hourly care is an option in the home because they think that the insurance might doesn't cover it, doesn't have the benefit. You know, so not everybody knows that they can because privately it is, it is expensive, can be expensive, so that they go, oh, well, private duty, they can't, they automatically can't pay for it. Yeah. Um, but not knowing that if you're a veteran, the VA may have benefit options. If right. you're a service member, there may be options there. Um, if, uh, you know, you have some other insurance, like it's definitely worth checking the benefits for the coverage. Um, and, and it's up to them to, of course, have it medically necessary, um, whether it be for skilled nursing or for unskilled. So if somebody calls you, will you coach them through that process of finding out if if they have something that will help pay for it? Um, Definitely so. You know, I I think if someone does have that and they need assistance, to be honest, we have our own dedicated team that checks the benefits and eligibility. So we just need to know, you know, um, the insurer, the Medicaid or the, the ID number and mm-hmm. the, the situation. And um, we will then go ahead and check those benefits and eligibility because we also do know, you know, um, if it's uh, a self-insured or fully insured and the benefits aren't on there, there are questions or there are other things that can be done to maybe get that PDN on the plan. So it's mm-hmm. worth looking into. It's worth looking into, especially if it's medically necessary for sure. There's, um, Lots of things you can do. Yeah, so when you're talking about medically necessary, that makes me think of Medicaid. They have uh, some home care programs like the, the Star Plus waiver program. Mm-hmm. But, uh, of course, you have to have low assets and low income, but you also have to have the medical necessity, and that's uh, usually something that uh, the the government fights with us about. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think they have to be home care homebound and there's a, a definition of what yeah. is considered homebound mm-hmm. I think do you, are you familiar with the definition of that is um, that it's difficult for them to leave their home mm-hmm. 
without um, assistance. Without assistance, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, if they're able to drive themselves and stuff, so then mm-hmm. that might be. I, I don't know, like exactly like how they they grade that, but. But also they say it has to be more than just needing help with activities of daily living. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to need a nurse. Mm-hmm. Yep. So yes. it has to be something more. And yep. it helps if they have, uh, we have more medical information. So we have a doctor's order, um, history and physical. So mm-hmm. um, whenever uh, they would present that to for authorization so the more information that they provide as far as showing um, the care that they need um, then that makes the case stronger yeah for submitting for authorization okay well we're getting close to the the end of the show and this is our fourth segment so you know what that means and now it's time for the talk law radio legacy spotlight what's your legacy sponsored by marquardt law firm so, Angela, since you don't wear the headphones, you don't get to hear the the radio tricks that Mark does behind the background there. Um, but, yeah, this is our legacy seg- segment, and I wanted to start today with uh, Thanksgiving traditions. Uh, so I'll ask you about that. One of our Thanksgiving traditions uh, with, with my family and, and my grandparents was um, – one time, we always went to church mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving Day. And uh, one time, my dad took me and my brother to the nursing home. And we were like, this isn't church. Why are we here? He said, well, somebody needs a visit. Mm-hmm. And so he, we went to the receptionist. He just asked her, does anybody here need a visitor? And they said, oh, yeah, Mrs. Smith down that hall. I don't remember who it was, but... I just learned that people want to be visited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the lesson, right. my my family lesson. So, Larry, can you remember any Thanksgiving traditions that you want to talk about? Hmm. You know, besides eating a lot of food and always making way too much, um, you know, I guess one of the, the things is just really just quality time. You know, I know at my aunt's house every day, you know, or when we would do Thanksgiving um, everyone could just come in. Um, no one knocks on the door. It's just so inviting at my mm-hmm. aunt's house, uh, eating, you know, eating all the, the meals that we used to. My favorite being, um, broccoli and cheese, oh, broccoli yeah. and cheese and rice casserole. Yeah. It's delicious. Um, but no, I, I mean, we have a huge family in a small living room. We all hold hands prior to, um, eating and usually my uncle would kind of start us off and then we all go through just say what we're thankful for oh that's we awesome that. we do that every, awesome. every every thanksgiving and um everyone just go down and it was great thank you for sharing that yeah. angela how about you Fam- favorite family tradition so i would say uh we're we kind of i mean we come from the same area so uh family is very big for us so um just hanging out with family um and then also going to my aunt's house. Uh, so they live in Los Fresnos, uh, where Larry's from, and uh, just uh, watching the Cowboys game. Yep. Hopefully they win. And uh, then uh, just kind of catching up, I think, mm-hmm. it was is a fun part for me, just catching up on what I've missed, you know, since I don't live there anymore. And um, just hanging out with family, I think, is is the best tradition for me. Yeah. Thanksgiving's all about uh, tradition and family and mm-hmm. football, and yep. uh, we also w- like to watch the parade, mm-hmm. and uh, we play a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so uh, another question um, about legacy is just how would you like to be remembered, or is there somebody that's gone before you that, that you learned a, a lifelong lesson from? Larry? Um, I would definitely say, you know, now that I, I have children and, um, you know, they're obviously the most important thing to me. I have a four-year-old daughter and a six-week-old daughter. And, um, yeah, just knowing that, you know, when I'm gone that I was able to provide uh, for them, um, be able to leave behind um, great values for them. Um, and know that they're, you know, strong, independent women. So Awesome. Yeah. Angela, how about you? Um, do you have a different topic 
than you talked about a couple of weeks ago as far as uh, legacy goes? I'm trying to think of, of a different one. Um, I think uh, for me, my goal is to be more involved in the community. Um, and the, I mean, I, I live in the South Side, so um, I think just being able to um, have more of that community involvement um, and leave a legacy as far as, you know, that I was ma- able to make a positive impact in my community. Um, and uh, Well, you did the Hello Beautiful yes. event. Yes. Was was that a good community event? It was. It was a really good community event. So my church hosts a women's conference every year, and um, it was on promises. Uh, so that was the topic of, of the conference, and I think uh, definitely it made a huge impact in the women uh, that were uh, able to attend. We even ended a lot later than we had anticipated on that Friday night just because uh, – Everybody was was so impacted by by God's presence there, so it was um, unforgettable event. Awesome, so. mm-hmm. sweet. Okay, so we're gonna end the show talking about home care and the holidays. Now that we've talked about both, uh, any any last words for um, what people should look for or expect um, if they need a little bit of additional care during the holidays. Yeah. I mean, you know, I would say if you're unsure, you know, whether or not it would be beneficial for you or just want to know more about it, you're more than welcome to call our office at 210-341-3800. And we can talk through the, the situation and determine, you know, exactly how we can be a resource. Okay, thanks, Larry, for joining us. Angela, thank you for connecting us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anything you want to say about uh, attorneys looking for legal nurse consultants? Sure. Um, If any attorneys, uh, if you need help, if you're feeling overwhelmed with a medical record review, unfamiliar with the standard of care, um, also um, facing a tedious job of looking for an expert witness, Um, I can help with the location. Um, If you need help, you can email me at anbarker at covenantlnc.com. Okay, thank you guys for joining me, and thank you for watching and listening, and I'll talk to you later. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.